Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. Welcome back, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hi. Now, now, are you separated under one roof or thinking about separating under one roof? Because it is a legal minefield. Mm. And mum and I have got some do's and don'ts for anyone who is separating or separated under one roof to make sure that you come out the other side of your divorce in one piece and so do your kids. Mm. So let's let's get into it, mum. Okay. It's <laughs> a sad topic. We, it is. And we've pretty much got at least half of our membership is separated under one roof. Is that because, do you think, house prices and things? Yeah, I would say so. It's it's pretty hard during these times to Mm. find a place to rent. Yes. Um, And I'd say a lot of people are struggling with that. But on top of that, if you... If all your assets are in one house, like it's very yeah. hard to move out when your money is leave, it. It, leave right. it. So you, you kind of want to sell the house, then you can move yeah. on with your life. And they life. might not be able to afford to until yes. they sell the house. Yeah. So we understand that this is a situation that is happening for a lot of you out there. So these do's and don'ts will helpfully hmm. encourage a, a healthier divorce process and a transition. Yeah. And and mum can give you some t- tips on the pitfalls she's seen over the years. Um, yeah. So hopefully that you can avoid those yes. as well. And our hearts go out to you because this has to be the hardest oh, way to separate. I could not. And it just being in the same house with your ex, you know, yes. would break your heart if you're, especially if you're the, the one that wants to, mm-hmm. or if you are the that wants to, you don't want to be anywhere near them. That's right. And if there's an abusive relationship, it's yeah. a conti- it could be opportunity for continuation. Yeah. So we, we hear you. Yeah. We hear you. And we do recommend if you're in a domestically violent situation, just get it's out yep. um, because there are shelters. You can mm-hmm. ring 1-800-RESPECT. But if you are safe and you can stay separated, under one roof for a short term, um, then we're going to give you these tips. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, one of the ways that you've said to, to, as a do Mm. is set up your spaces. So what do you mean by set up your spaces? So it's, it's the first thing people do when they split up seems to be move into separate bedrooms, Mm. right? But it's not enough that you have the bedroom have a bedroom but the only area you can watch tv together or have friends is is one part of one the house. shed yeah so i recommend um putting telly in your bedroom or having a second bedroom where you can use as a sitting room mm. or set up a roster with your ex when you can use the lounge when he's not around mm. <clears throat> because <clears throat> pardon me if you keep watching tv in the same room and you eat and cook in the same room then you might not be regarded as separated under one roof. Right, and that separation date that we talk about Mm. a lot in our course and on Mm. here is really important when it comes to property settlement. Yes, Because if you're separated under one roof, say for like a year, you're separated, Mm. and then Joe Bloggs, your ex wins the lotto or you win the lotto or, Mm. I don't know, you've got a lump sum payment Mm. from Auntie Joe. That's still going to go into the property pool yes. if, if you can't prove definitively that you haven't separated. Yes. Well, and it probably goes into the property pool anyway, but it it won't be regarded as a post-separation asset. Okay. So the line between 
being angry with each other mm. and living in the one house yeah. and being separated while living in the one house is a pretty thin, blurry line. Mm. And the only people usually who can observe that and give evidence about that uh, is you and your ex. Mm. So if one of you wants to sort of deny it, then you're really left with no case. So. Yeah. So separate, setting up those separate spaces, mm. separate bedroom, maybe if you can have a separate space to watch TV, if not trying to make a plan, okay, yes. well, I want to watch my shows at this time, then I'm going to go to bed, yep. then you can, or vice versa. And if you're doing a roster, put it in writing yeah. and keep a copy of it because that's the sort of evidence the court looks at. Mm. So that's one of the other things that you've got in the do's is mm. maybe create some sort of timetable and rules. Yes. So what kind of things in the time, like it Maybe the timetable is I'll do the kids' meals if there's kids, yeah, on this day. On this day, you do them on that day. If but- there's not kids, oh, I'm going to cook my dinner mm-hmm. at this time because you say as well in the don'ts, don't have meals together if the kids aren't around. That's right, that's because right. that pretty much means you're not separated. You're still a couple. That's right. And I know it sounds crazy that you would especially if it's amicable, mm. sit together and have your dinner. Well, But if you're living in the one house and you can't get away, then I guess this is the best yeah. option for then, you. And then who's to say you're actually separated? Yeah. So the court looks for outside corroboration. Okay. So that's one of our don'ts. Yeah. Don't go to your cousin's wedding or your sister's birthday party as mm. a couple. Don't think you can separate under one roof and not tell anybody. Yeah. Definitely. There's got to be public acknowledgement of it. And then all of those people who saw you there separately, you came in separate cars, you didn't hang around together, you might have bought a boyfriend. Um, That's evidence of being separate. So don't go to joint events. Mm, And even if you're going from the same house and you have to go to the same event, try and turn up separately. Yes, that's right. So if you're going for your school's um, speech night or something, Mm. take your own car. Yeah. Go you know, at your own pace and go and do right. your own just, thing. Just keep it um, separate. So, and I've heard you tell the stories of where people have said they've been separated, but then the ex produces a photo of them at Auntie Joe's wedding. Absolutely. And they're like, we weren't separated because Auntie Joe's wedding was on this date and here's a photo of That's us. That's right. And you know what? You can't produce a photo that says, and look at this, here we are not, se- we, we we are, are separated. This is us being this, separated. Yes, no. So, so I guess it's it's a catch because a lot of us just want to be decent humans and be amicable with our ex mm. and go, you know what, um, I still you love lift. your family, yeah. your family still loves me, I still want to go to the wedding. Or the Christmas, or I'm the coming Christmas. to Christmas at your place. Because that's place. the right thing to do because, you, you know, you're yeah. still close. Let's not tell your mum because it'll upset yeah. her. So that's going to cost you well, with the separation it, date. Well, it, it it just the court's going to go. You know what? You have to provide evidence of being separated. So you've just and, got and you haven't got any evidence. Yeah. And if the only things they're producing is you smiling under the Christmas tree, holding twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. PJs. <laughs> PJs. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the uh, a do is give each other space. So mm. even if you are amicable, mm. you're going to need some space because you're going through hell a lot of people couch surf or they go and stay at their mum's or Mm. so maybe you know be mindful of that and say you know what I'll try and go and stay at my friend's house for the weekend so you can have the house for the weekend and you go next and then you go next weekend and that's a good way of kind of like you know having giving each other some space and just you know everyone's going to be going through a hard time that's the way too that you don't end up with one person who thinks they still have 
100% control of the house mm. and you're the crazy lady down the end of the hall or downstairs yeah. that just, you know, that they needed an incentive to move on from this situation as well. Mm. Uh, if they just want to keep you um, in the house in the hopes perhaps the marriage will stay alive or something. Then that's uh, going to keep their hopes up, That is, it? yes. So you need those So the lines. other one you've got for do is hot nesting, which is mm. kind of something that some people do as mm. well, where particularly if you've got kids, which is kind of like what we were just talking about, the kids stay in the house mm. and then you go away for a week. <laughs> somewhere and then you come back the next week and they go away for a week and the kids aren't interrupted but you two just move out and eat. What's your experiences with hot nesting? Yeah, it works for a while in my experience with people. Mm. Uh, I believe in the United States uh, it's an order that courts make. Whoa. uh, Which would mean to me it would seem to be... You'd have to have three houses. Well, and most often these people go and stay at their mum's or their sister. It's a terrible life for the adults for the sake of the children. (laughs) The kids have to move so why not the parents that's well that's exactly what the judges say so that they i've heard that spoken of in our courts mm. uh, so it's all right in the short term but you wouldn't want to be that way no all the time and the kids um probably um it's probably disconcerting for them and they would worry, I think, about how their other parent was doing mm. if they don't know where you've gone. One of the things the research has shown that separated children of separated families fare better if they have seen the other parent who's left in their house and know what their environment's like oh, and that so they're they can safe. Visualize they it. can visualise yeah. it there. And yeah. then they, so they, rather than just kind of disappearing one parent from the house for a week and then they pop back up like a magic mushroom or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it, it could be a bit disconcerting for yeah. kids. And, and you did say that that could be in the don'ts. Don't let the kids go with the house if it's mm. not in their best interest. So what do you mean by don't let the kids go with the well, house? Well, I mean, I think where the children live is a considered it's a considered um, decision. Okay. It needs to be a proper decision, putting their welfare first. Yeah. Uh, if you are just going to leave the kids in the house and that hot nesting leaves them in the house, then sometimes the person who's going to keep the home ends up being the custodian of the children because they're just sort of The kids can't be bothered moving? Yes, or or it, you think it's just a natural conclusion. Mm. So it's really better that there are two homes and the children get to experience parenting in both homes and that, like I said, the decision about the children shouldn't be financially on who can afford to keep the former yeah. matrimonial home because um, both of you should have proper homes for the children and the choice where they live uh, should be made based on their best interests. Okay. All right. Um the other don't that you've got here, which mm. I would say would be super hard if you were in a high-conflict situation, but mm-hmm. don't keep fighting and you've said if it's over, it's over. Yeah, that sounds. it's easy for me to say. Yes, it is easy for you but, to say. You know, you, you know in, a, in a relationship you have your little arguments and some people, they, they do go and sleep in the other room for mm. a night or, mm. or someone's snoring or just... And then it becomes kind of a drifting separation. Yeah. Um, okay, the only thing I can think of is like peeling um, post-it notes apart, you know, where they're yeah, still a little bit sticky, slowly, slowly, yeah. or taking a Band-Aid off one hair at a time. So I, I think once the decision's made, um, you need to put it probably in writing, I think, to them and, and then stop trying to rehash everything that's gone on. Um, leave it in the hands of your lawyers. Or, yes. Or well, maybe in that when you um, set up that 
the rules mm. when in the do's for living under a separate set, set up some rules like you would a housemate yes and maybe some house rules and that is don't, don't talk discuss. about the divorce yep and don't in bring the your, house and don't bring your girlfriend home yep don't just set up some rules home. that you're both willing to live with and if you can sit down and come up with a set of rules if, if you've got kids when they're not mm. around um and you can say okay we're not going to bring uh, new girlfriends or new boyfriends mm-hmm. home uh we're going to give each other space where we, we promise not to talk about the divorce mm-hmm. maybe you do it by right a letter yes well and if you're doing that the lawyer in me says just put a little sentence that says we are, we are separated or we are separating today from today or we separated last week on this date and then maybe get him to sign and you to sign and that's a little bit of evidence for us for the separation <laughs> right see that's the lawyer in you yeah. um another thing you've said is uh, don't criticize the other parent mm. don't alienate the kids so no. you, you you have said that you've noticed in in early separation dates there's this this jostling for who's yep. the better parent or who loves you know that kind of thing that might mm. go on um, particularly if you've had someone who's all all of a sudden become a great parent oh father of the year yep. mother of the year yep. and 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 it's not always a um Place from the narcissist playbook. No, yes, it's sometimes not sometimes they've just realised. Oh my goodness, I haven't been. Yeah, I the haven't best done any of this. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to. I didn't realise how much I'd miss them when they were gone. I'm yeah. going to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So make don't ma- bag each don't other. Don't bag each other and don't alienate the kids and try not to make it a competition because I think kids catch a whiff of that oh. and they will use it to their oh advantage. Oh my word, <laughs> they certainly will. And and they'll be up and if you're living in two stories, I always pick to my separated parents. Dad said Dad. this or Mum yeah. said that. Mum, Mum lets me watch this show. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely a don't is don't live in shared bedrooms. No, because you're not separated then, really. You're just fighting You're together. just tolerating each <laughs> other, but you're still together. And and the really big thing, Laura, the point of this, that whilst it's relevant in separation for is in property settlement and it's helpful and relevant for the kids, the big cruncheroo comes when you try to get a divorce mm. because the only grounds for divorce in Australia is to be separated mm. for one year and living separately and apart for one year and if you can't prove that um and they your ex says no that's not true here's the picture of us at Janie's wedding here's mm. the picture. Uh, then that application gets dismissed you'll do your dough it's about a thousand dollars and you lose a thousand bucks and then you'll have to file a year and a day after your ex-partner says he mm. reckons you separated. Yeah. So don't try and file for divorce. Early. Early. And if you've got an argument going about whether or not you were separated under one roof, wait for the year that you've been separated in different residences mm. and then file another year. Normally doesn't matter to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you'll have a fight on your hands if they get nasty. Now, another thing that you've said is be clear about individual time with the kids. Yes. So that you could do that through hot nesting mm. or you could just say, hey, this week I'll be in charge of doing all the washing, the yep. cooking, the lunch boxes. Next week you're in charge of it. Yes. Yep. And then that way, you know, because if, if you go to separation and they say who was responsible for looking after the children, mm. you won't be able to say. That's right. The, the other party will say, well, I've been doing all the washing and cooking since we separated eight months ago. Mm. Um, and the tendency there, and I completely understand it, is when the tension gets too much and the kids are happy watching TV or doing the homework, um, that you get in your car and you go away for a while because you can't handle it. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, you're seeking You're going support. through your own mental Yep, that's right. Hell. Um, but, you're play, <laughs> but what you're doing is 
by default, the other person's becoming what the they used to call carer. the primary carer. Which yeah. isn't a thing anymore, but, no, but seems to be. Yeah. So is. if you end up going off the rails, which is likely yeah. for a lot of people and going no through judgment. divorce, and you need, you know, you need to go like maybe go to a retreat, yoga mm. retreat or a silent retreat, or just go and hang out with your mates a couple of nights mm. to get away from it, that can end up being used against you. Unless you document it and, mm. and in, in return you have times when he yeah. leaves the house yeah. and you can breathe free air and and have a natural time with the children yeah and I think that's one of the do's that you've got here as well mum is make plans for separate residences Mm -hmm. so even if you are you've looked at your finances you've looked at your bank and you're like we are gonna have to stick together till Mm -hmm. we sell this house um at least making plans. It gives you some hope. And the hope. kids can come with you and you can look at apartments or houses. Um, that gives the children an idea of that, what their future will be like. It, mm. You don't want that separated under one roof to become the new normal. And then when you go, you've just gone. Yeah. And everyone else stays there. That, yeah. That's a different scenario. So Now, one of the do's that you've said is consistency. Yes. Consistency in parenting. Yep. Yep, consistency in parenting if there's kids. Mm. Um, if not, then consistency in your routine of how you both use the house so that ultimately um, your affidavit, if you have to do one, is um, here's the kitchen roster we wrote yeah. and it's signed and dated yeah. by him. <laughs> Mum seems to be wanting everyone to sign and date Evidence, everything. please, evidence, yeah. please. Um, so treating it like, say, like, a, like a housemate. Like housemates. Actually, it's really like a housemate you don't like much because <laughs> because with most housemates you might say, look, I'm um, putting a tea on, do you want one? Yeah. Or I'm putting a load of washing on, can I put yours on too? Don't do that. Don't be doing that now. <laughs> Even though you feel like that's the right thing to do because mm. everybody, like my instinct yeah. Is to do the washing for everyone in the yes, house. Yes, of course, and put the coffee on. And, and But don't do it. No, don't do it. Just keep that. It's a formality. Mm. Do you know what? It's mm. a formality in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and it'll be over eventually. Oh, my goodness, I hope so for people because, yeah, that should be your aim, and to so sort this out as soon as possible. If no one can afford to keep the house, then bite the bullet and list it, it and sell it yeah. and get a smaller house. Um, yeah. One of the things I do with people making them go out and have a look at things or even cruise on the internet and look at other properties mm. is no matter how much you love your home, mm. it's just a pile of it's bricks just and mortar. It's yeah. just stuff. It's just a building. And so Which is easy for us to say, but mum and I have both been, been there, through it. <laughs> and, and and a beautiful home does not make up for feeling loved and safe. Yeah. And what you put into a home. Mm. and how you make it feel is more important than what it looks like yes, or what it's worth. absolutely. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel 100 times better in a house that's worth half the price of what you were living in if you don't have to share it with your yeah. ex. And <laughs> having a mansion with juju. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Want that. So, so the last do that we've got is keep calm. Mm. So that's like keep calm and carry on. You've done that. Keep you, calm you put that in. and just get it mm. sorted. Have your roster you know, Treat even have like a calendar, business. type it down. Yeah. It'll motivate you to get that house sold. Yep. And at the moment, houses are selling like hotcakes. Yes. And if you are both living together because you can't afford rent and you're renting, go and find a flatmate. There yep. are plenty of uni students that are looking for responsible older people to be their flatmates mm-hmm. because they hate, <laughs> uni students hate living with other uni students. Shock horror. They need someone so to wash you up. You can look on uni <laughs> billboards. You can look all over the place for flatmates. Yes. There's even an app now that will match you up like tinder to a flatmate so go and have a look and just give it a try keep calm and know that it's going to be over 
um, at least that part of it. Yes, and you'll be able to think clearly. Yeah. Once you've got through that stage, then it's it's really you, that's the undoing of the relationship. And yeah. now, and then the rest of it is about rebuilding and that's, your life. You were saying trying really hard to like if a lawyer, if you've got lawyers, and you have to write a nasty letter, mm. and that nasty nasty letter then comes in the mail to the house that you live in that your ex is reading, it's not going to go down very well. No, and and it's really awful if the children are there. Yeah. And, and if because you, you always know. try and time nasty letters, yes. not that you write nasty letters, Mum, oh, but I do. for when the children. <laughs> I do indeed. No, no, no. Let's not. I write very firm, very firm letters. They're not nasty, but the recipient is obviously yeah, not going to always love it. But you do um, it. But when I don't the kids do it when the there. kids. I, I find out from my client when the children are going to be there, and yeah. I don't send it. Then I don't send nasty correspondence on birthdays or yeah. Christmas. I yeah. just. There's no point making everything worse. But if you know that your ex is a person who's going to slam things around and mm. be angry until he gets himself under control, don't do you that. don't want that happening while you're downstairs with the kids. No. Or So if you can afford to hold off on nasty letters mm. and all that sort of stuff, wait until you've moved out. Mm. And if you can't, what, go go away for a week? Keep safe. Keep yeah, safe. Keep safe. So I think that's right. It, if, if it's only like a little bit of anger from their part and, and it will blow over that and you know that maybe mm. you can weather that by going out to the movies. Yeah. But if it's going to be worse, mm. then safety's first. Just wait. And the welfare of the kids yeah. is first. Set up your exit plans. Talk to DB Connect if you need to. Yeah. yeah. one three hundred respect and, uh, and get out before that sort of happens. And I guess the last don't that we've got here is don't ruin your mental health for mm. the sake of staying in the house. Mm. So This will be the hardest thing you've ever done, I yeah. reckon. And mental health I think is way overlooked in divorce. Mm. Mm. And I think if you haven't got a psychologist, go and get one. If you can't afford one, ring Lifeline. Just yeah. talk to a or random to stranger. And get a get a, a, and get the, of, the, a plan, the mental care plan. plan. Because I think people who have preserved their mental health through this horrible breakup time end up paying much less in lawyers mm. fees because mm. they are more... Processing. That's right, processing better, um, more everything isn't an assault or a, an injury to them. They're able to see, you know what, that's how that person always was. Of course they were going to mm. say this. Well, the lawyer, I mean, not the lawyers, the, the psychologist or someone who can help you can provide you some strategies mm. on how to cope, especially if you're living separated under one roof, definitely get some strategies in place mm. where you can basically block them out like getting noise cancelling yes. headphones you know something so that you've got that strategy in place and if your mental health is deteriorating because you're living separated under one roof you need to weigh up if it's really worth it yeah um and if it isn't worth your mental health breaking down then maybe you Make do need to place. do some couch surfing sometimes it's as simple as making sure you've got um, either a separate entrance to the house and with a different key mm. or being able to block off or lock off your space mm. so yes. that you're secure. Or you could buy like a door lock or something yeah, one for of those your bedroom. Or something. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I would say also for your other space where you watch TV as well. Okay, so let's talk about the personality prism, yes. the divorce course personality prism. Mm. So we've got amicable. So 
separating under one roof with an amical person. It's perfect, perfect for the kids. Yep. They'll just drift up and down, but I don't know that how the court's going to feel. So the pitfall of that, though, is is not being def- defined as separated. Separated, that's right. Because I guess you can't use you can't say to the judge, oh, we're definitely separated under one roof, we yelled all the time. That's not going to work. So if you're amicable and you don't yell at each other or you don't have fights, mm. then you, you need to be very aware of, oh, do you want a cup of tea? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and so, also telling everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is one of the status, hardest parts. Changing your enduring power of attorney, change your will. Change your Facebook account. <laughs> your relationship status. <laughs> Announce it, which which is really hard and I get that. Like yeah. that, that telling everybody part, you know, you've come to the agreements yourselves, you know it's yeah. happening, but it doesn't become real till you tell people. Well, it doesn't. Or you move out of the house. I was going to say, when you move out of the house, the whole world knows. And that's why the court is... Um, dubious about people who say they were separated before they moved out of the house mm. because the the when the Family Law Act was made, the church wanted this separation before divorce yep. to give the chance, marriage every chance of getting back together again. Yep. And a lot of people over the years have just fibbed mm. to, so they didn't have to wait the 12 months. A mama. Yeah. Okay, so if you're amicable, don't make that mistake mm. of falling so, into that pitfall. Yeah, keep your routine. It'll be easier to get keep your, your roster. Keep your timetable, your children rules. will be able to drift between. And, and both of you probably will be able to then work towards getting separate residences yeah definitely okay the next one is avoidant mm-hmm. now i can see this being a problem with mm-hmm. avoidant living under mm-hmm. one roof they might just assume well they'd go hungry <laughs> yeah because you won't <laughs> you're not going to cook for them anymore and you'd move cook downstairs yourself. but they're going that's i can live with this yeah yeah <laughs> and they probably can and they you'll won't have move to do out. all the running yeah, yeah you'll have to do and it's probably you that'll have to move out they may need a bit of a jostle to put the property on the market so it might be a good idea not to leave until the property is on the market well it'd be good to get them to go why don't you go and visit your mum for a while yeah you know yeah something just to, just and and make it clear uh, move things around so that it's clear that this is happening yeah so uh, make it more just... like a share house yes and less like we're married yes yes <laughs> so maybe take down move the photos some of your stuff to your mum's yeah you know or your dad's and, and start yeah yeah Okay, just so with the avoidant, walk. walk the walk, be clear about your rules. Maybe mm. that's a really – and if they don't want to sit down and talk about the house rules or the timetable, write them a letter. you make it yourself. And say, look, I thought this was a good idea. What it, you know, what If do I you don't think? hear from you, I'll assume it's okay with you. Yeah, and then just stick it on the fridge. <laughs> and they don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's problem solved. Okay, so that's that's. Um, but you date and sign it. <laughs> yeah, you, it's a moment of date and signing. All right, the next uh, person is the um, – High conflict. Oh. Yelly, yelly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know if it's not a separating good idea under one kids. roof is a good idea. No. What if you don't have kids and you're separated under one roof and you're high conflict? Also I not good? It's hard, but just block off your end of the house <laughs> or block off your downstairs. We used to live in a house that had like a granny flat Kitchen underneath. Upstairs. Yep, that's yep. right. So if you've got that option, then yeah. you're fine. Yep. And, and just somehow set up areas that where you can function separately. And make that rule. Put a little kitchen in the laundry for you. And make yeah. that rule where you are not allowed to talk yeah. about your divorce. Yeah. And, the, and if, I guess, if they're going to fight about everything, just don't engage with them. No, no, no. Just, just try not to be there when they're there. Hmm. Have the, well, have the, and have the discussion when you're safe and away. Yes. You know, yeah. because those those high conflict arguments, they're non productive. You're going round and round in circles, but it's just going to make you feel terrible. It's just going to stress you out. Mm. So just have a flat out rule. I'm not discussing mm. our relationship or the divorce. Yeah. We're just and, housemates. and make a way that you could 
you can sleep comfortably at night that you're not going to have them come down to to continue the argument. Mm-hmm. So you need to make a little safe place. Yeah, for and you. maybe get a little slide lock or a little yes. lock for your door. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Okay, and the last one is manipulative and controlling. Yes, if it's a DV situation, don't stay. Don't, of course, no. um, I have heard in another country. They make if it's a DV situation instead of the the person the, the the person who's being perpetrated on, they take the perpetrator and put them in a house in another house in a, like nice. a complex for yeah. perpetrators as opposed to a house for for shelter. That's a great idea, isn't but it? they don't do that here, unfortunately. And, in, and do you know in New Zealand, if there's domestic violence, they order counselling for the person who commits the domestic violence and compulsory counselling for the person who was assaulted. Oh, that's nice as well. Yeah, I think it is because mm. it helps them see. Well, Especially if they're still in love with the person. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this case with manipulative and controlling, I mean, you're going to just have to remove the areas that they can do those things with. Yeah. Again, very clear. Defined space. Don't watch for bracket creep. You know, yeah. oh, well, I thought I'd watch this with you. We always watch it together or, you know. Yes. Oh, I've, I've cooked some meals for you or oh, don't worry about doing dinner tonight. I've done it for the kids. Yeah. Or I bought us takeaway, let's sit down and eat it together. So you can, I suppose, occasionally, but just watch out for their tricks. Well, there's a thing, um, if if you've got a narcissist, which is, um, it falls Mm. in that category of manipulative and controlling, one of the things they do is called hoovering. Oh. Where they basically, um, so they might have done something horrible. Yes. So obviously you're separating, so obviously they've done something horrible. And what they do to get you back is they... Like they literally just try and suck you back in um, and just bombard you with love, love attention, uh, yes. gifts, you know, mm. all these little subtle things that they know is what you love. Mm. Um, they're going to try that if if they still think they've got a chance. Mm. And you need to be aware of that because they can manipulate their way back in because it's easier because you're living together. Well, it's great if it's a re- if you it's a joyful reunion in your marriage or relationship can oh, continue. Of course, but be careful of it if you've got misgivings because yes, mm. you can. It's do you know what? It's hoovering is a nice way of saying you're sucked in. Yeah, well, it is <laughs> sucking you back in. Sucking and and in. but the problem with hoovering is it stops once they got you back in. Yes, then you go back to being treated DD. like crap. Yes. so you've just got to be very you need aware your of counselor that. through this phase. Yes, so yeah. I've read. I've been reading about narcissists because everybody keeps writing in about them. So yeah. I've started to look into it. So just I think with uh, manipulative controlling, like you said, Mum, just be aware that you've got those clear rules. Mm. They're not going to try and come into your bedroom at night and talk to you and manipulate Lou. They might use the kids to try and guilt you into Mm. sitting down to dinner. You need somewhere you can talk on your phone in private. Mm. You can take a call from your lawyer. You need your passwords changed on all your your devices. So if you leave your laptop there, it's safe. And, and And they've said with narcissists, the best way to get out is to literally cut all ties. Mm. And that's so hard to do if you're living under one roof. But I understand that some of you just you can't. That's financially, mm. you don't have an option at the moment. Well, that's why we're doing this because we know that there are a lot of people stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah this is how to help yourself. Yeah. So let's quickly look at the do's and don'ts again. So we've got huge list do's. Create a timetable maybe and some rules that mm-hmm. you can ha- have, some house rules. And mum says sign and date them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, be clear 
with your individual time with the kids. So don't mm. don't let that float off and you end up being not technically, inverted commas, the primary carer. Yes. Um, set up some spaces. So somewhere where you can watch TV on your own without sitting next to your ex, somewhere where you can sleep, yep. um, somewhere where you can have your friends over so you can keep living your life. Yeah, privacy. That's what you need. Privacy. Definitely make plans for separate residences in the future. So if you can't afford to do it now, or you you can't mm. have you can't do it right now, still start making those plans. Mm, it'll do you good. Yeah, hot nesting is an option if you've got kids. If it's not too hard for you, so just maybe find somewhere and else to stay for a time. bit, just yeah. for a short time. Um, consistency. So keep everything consistent. Don't flip and flop backwards and forwards, which might be hard with the manipulative controlling, mm. but you've got to stick hard and fast to consistent rules for the kids, consistent rules for your ex, really. Yep. If it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, give each other space. If you're the one who has done the breaking up, mm-hmm. they're going to need some space. And if you're the one who has been broken up with, you're going to need some space. But either way, you're mm. both going to need space. So don't get into the faces yeah. when they're going through this. is super hard. And keep calm. So obviously keep calm. <laughs> Go and get some strategies in place and, you know, remind yourself mm. this isn't going to be forever. Now the don'ts. Don't file for divorce early. Because yes. it's most likely going to backfire if your ex is manipulative, controlling, or high conflict, That's right. yeah. and you're just going to waste a thousand dollars. Don't ruin your mental health just for the sake of some money. If mm. if you can manage to get anything at all, and if it's really ruining your mental health, go and do it. We should embroider a cushion <laughs> that says says what? Don't, don't ruin, ruin your, your mental, mental health. health for money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what everyone in the world does. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yep. Don't live in a shared bedroom. Um, no, good luck don't. to you if you yeah. are. Uh, don't criticize or alienate your kids from the other parent. No. Don't keep fighting. If it's over, it's over. That's like what you said with the Christmas There's one. There's another month. cushion. If you're talking about if you're talking about your ex all the time, you might as well invite them over. So <laughs> don't you know? Don't be going around bitching, bitching about them. Excuse my language. Especially if you live there, like, and then they're there as well. So yeah, just don't fight. Mm. If it's over, it's over. Let the kids. Don't let the kids go with the house if it's not in their best interest. So be really mindful of that mm-hmm. one. Don't have meals together if the kids aren't around. Yeah. So try and keep that timetable going with who's in the kitchen, who's mm-hmm. having their dinners. And don't go to joint, ev- joint events as couples. Yeah. So that's that's the one that you see bites people in the butt all the time. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, you've got to go to your kids' things. Yeah, of course. But you can go separately. Yeah. And, and you, you don't have to go to Arnie Flo's wedding. But well, if you do, you can go separately. That's right. Just don't ever get in a photo with your ex. Just stay Happy far, families. far away. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, if, if you are the type of person who was going to go to his family's side wedding, even after separation, then do it. Just don't do it with him. Yes. And, and make and, it clear to everyone well, don't you're separated. do it while you're separated under one roof that yeah. stacks on after you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know separate under one roof but we also know so many of you have written in and that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. and that's the reality it's not ideal mum doesn't recommend it no oh no one would do it on purpose no but But if you're stuck in that if you're separated under one roof this is the way to go and we wish you all the best of luck if this Mm. is you if you have any questions you can always dm us or you can send us an email at the divorce course podcast divorce course podcast at gmail.com and we of course are also this month giving away a free 30 minute consult with mum for november all you have to do is write us a review 
and give us some stars yes. so we can share this and get this podcast in front of more people and help more women out, uh, women and men out there that are listening that maybe feel a little lost and alone at the time. And I know that at the moment it's super hard. Property prices are crazy. Rental rental is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so we understand that sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. And I'm sure the courts are going to understand. Yes. But you have to be so clear clear be clear sign everything (laughs) (laughs) and if they won't at least you do (laughs) yeah and we wish you all the best of luck and thank you mum for your time today that's okay laura let's have a cup of tea (laughs) if you found this podcast helpful we'd love it if you could rate review and subscribe by doing so you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.